You're listening to the Daily Reflection Podcast, messages of experience, strength, and hope from members of the recovery community. Welcome to the show. Today is January 12th. We've got John S. from Philadelphia. This episode originally aired on January 12th, 2021. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Michael. Today is January 12th, and we have a special guest, John S. from Philadelphia. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you today. It's great to have you on the show. Would you read the Daily Reflection for today? Of course. January 12th, accepting our present circumstances. Our very first problem is to accept our present circumstances as they are, ourselves as we are, and the people about us as they are. This is to adopt a realistic humility without which no genuine advance can even begin. Again and again, we shall need to return to that unflattering point of departure. This is an exercise in acceptance that we can profitably practice every day of our lives. Provided we strenuously avoid turning these realistic surveys of the facts of life into unrealistic alibis for apathy or defeatism, They can be the sure foundation upon which increased emotional health and therefore spiritual progress can be built. As Bill sees it, page 44. When I'm having a difficult time accepting people, places, or events, I turn to this passage and it relieves me of many an underlying fear regarding others or situations life presents me. The thought allows me to be human and not perfect and to regain my peace of mind. What jumped out at you with this reflection? Did this resonate with you? Did you did you feel strongly about selecting this particular reading? Yes, Mike, I felt very strongly about this particular reading. Uh, for me, in that uh, top portion of it, there's a lot to unpack. Based on my current circumstances, I've recently lost my job back in the middle of October. And, sorry to hear that. And uh, and. It, you know, I could have spent a lot of time on the negative aspects of that. Um, and as one of the uh, sentences in the passage talked about is creating unrealistic alibis that could help me um, wallow in defeatism to it. But mm. based on the uh, the program that I am working for myself and working with my sponsor and attending meetings, I realized that this is an opportunity for me to gain strength and grow from uh, a situation which um, on the uh, on the surface looks like it's a it's a, uh, a situation that's not comfortable but as I think about the opportunities that can come from this uh, it allows me to gain some peace of mind and not uh, not be overly critical of myself overly critical of uh, the situation that has been uh, put into my life and uh, allows me to gain some strength from it. Mm. Is that something that you struggled with previously uh, to getting sober, you know, setting unrealistic expectations or? Yeah. So uh, again, this, this passage jumped out at me because if, if I look back over my entire uh, life, I've always struggled to be comfortable with circumstances. Um, 
in in terms of my career, I always wanted to have the next job. Uh, in terms of an automobile, I always wanted. I was never comfortable with the automobile that I had or the house that I had. I always had to have something better, and I could never accept that about myself. Even when I was actively drinking, the drinking would allow me to be somebody who I wanted to be, who I thought I wanted to be, and and just was never comfortable with myself or the present circumstances. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that happened prior to getting sober. You know, everyone talks about this experience of hitting a bottom. Did you did you hit a bottom? Yeah, Mike, that's, that's a great question because the way I like to put it is – I, I spent uh, many, many decades uh, in and out of, of AA, and what what brought me to the point where I am now, where I have almost 15 months of continuous sobriety, was a, a series of many bottoms that I hit throughout my life. And I've, I've shared with this before that I always felt like I was tethered and kind of like that anchor being dragged across the bottom of the, the ocean. Um, where I would have one situation that would put me where I thought would be the bottom and that rope would then pull me back up. Um, and then I would get uh, a feeling, uh, a complacent feeling dealing with my with my drinking and I'd hit another bottom. And I finally got to the point in my life where I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to get comfortable with who I am. I wanted to uh, stop being um uh, leading a life of, of uh, dishonest motive, motives and, uh, and, and really begin to grow and become uh, a responsible person in my adult life. Before I got sober, I used alcohol and drugs to help me through really difficult situations. And for me, that was like, so, like large social engagements or, or even small ones. And um, as I, as I got sober, I, I picked up certain tools to help me deal with those situations. Do you feel like the programs helped you in that area? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Um, I used to, when when I was drinking and back at a uh, at an early age, I always loved the party before the party, and that was to get myself in a mental state where I could uh, be in a social situation uh, where I could. Uh, pretend to be this person who I thought I needed to be and, and booze and, and, uh, and drugs would allow me that, uh, uh, that mindset. And so now as I've been able to put together some continuous sobriety, you know, I look at, uh, the program as an, as an opportunity to, to grow spiritually as, and to grow as, as a person. Uh, and the, uh, I remember somebody saying uh, to me that if you're going to do AA, you might as well just jump all in and participate to the highest level that you can. So when I made the decision almost 15 months ago to get a sponsor, uh, I made a commitment to call my sponsor every day. I made a commitment to go through the 12 steps with my sponsor. And through the, that, that uh, uh, opportunity to work with my sponsor, I learned how to bring humility into my life. I learned how to bring gratitude into my life. And now I can rely on those tools as the, the foundation for me to deal with situations 
uh, that come up, when I'm uncomfortable, um, when I don't recognize uh, social situations that uh, uh, could possibly get me uh, in trouble, I rely on the program and go back to the concepts that I've been working with. Again, humility, gratitude, getting a network of people in the program to talk to, sharing how I'm feeling and listening to other people share how they're feeling so that you can understand that you're not alone in this situation and that there is uh, uh, a way to help you make help make you feel better uh, in those situations. So it sounds like the problems haven't gone away. The, the, the challenges haven't gone away but you have a new perspective. Yeah, that's for sure. And as I mentioned to you in the beginning of this, uh, as I recently lost my job, I, um, you know, my initial thought when that came out was that I've never been cut from a team. And here I am at, at the, uh, uh, a long way into my career. I've always identified myself by my career. Uh, and, and now to have that gone, um, the initial couple of hours that I was dealing with it was traumatic emotionally for me. But as I uh, talked to my sponsor and got onto a meeting the next day and shared it with the group, I realized that I have this amazing support uh, community that um, I can put that out there and I can get feedback from people and I can start to put together, put uh make use of the tools that have been given to me by this program uh, and and realize that it's uh, there could be better opportunities. Um, I think w- one of the uh, things that I think about, and Mike, it's your, your favorite passage on page 417, is acceptance is the answer. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just if you read that verbatim, it's acceptance is the answer to all my problems. And nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And um, so what I need to do is understand that, bring that spiritual part into my life. And unless I accept life on life's terms, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, And so really uh, being part of an amazing group, um, you get these bits of wisdom and you're able to use those in your survival kit so that uh, you don't have that overwhelming feeling of defeatism and negative thoughts about yourself. And that's Mm, absolutely what I'm doing every day. Uh, As I look for a new job, uh, there's frustrations that mount, troubles haven't gone away. Uh, There's financial aspects of this, but uh, I'm able to keep uh, moving forward through using the tools that the program has given me. Wow, that's inspiration right there. That's inspiration. I love it. So you're 15 months in. May I ask how far along in the steps you've gone? Sure. I was able to complete the the steps, uh, started them at the end of October, worked with my sponsor meeting them once a week on Saturdays before our Saturday men's meeting group. COVID came uh, as I was just completing step six. So I completed the last half of the program while in COVID. We had made a, my sponsor and I made a commitment to meet once a week on the telephone. Sometimes uh, step nine took more than a week, uh, but, uh, you know, we were able to, to go right through it. And, you know, I know I'm not done. Um, and I've talked to my sponsor about that because there, there will be opportunity for me to revisit these steps 
And I look forward to that as I get more knowledge and as I learn more from the, the shares that I hear in our meetings. Uh, I know that there's more work to be done with that. The great thing about my sponsor is that he's not rushing me through it. We both set the pace that we did the first round through. Um, but I know uh, that, uh, you know, I have more to look forward to working through the steps and, and actually um, uh, looking forward to uh, digging into um, the, the middle, say, so four through through 10, a little bit more with them. So you've been through the steps. What does your program look like today? I know that I know that you're involved in service. Tell me a little bit. Yeah. About that. So getting back to that statement I made uh, that someone had brought up to me, if you're going to do AA, you might as well go all in. Um, and and that's definitely the attitude that I'm bringing to it. Um, I want to be in service. Um, you know, I've always valued that in and out of AA and I want to participate um, in my my personal life. I had become complacent um, and and now um what I look to do is, is bring what I'm learning from AA into all aspects of my life. Um, but in terms of uh, my AA program, uh, I help moderate uh, online meetings. So I've joined a, uh, a, a group out of our uh, regional office uh, called Cooperation for with the Professional Community. So I help escort uh, first-year medical students to AA meetings to give them a better understanding of what goes on at a meeting. I have not yet sponsored anybody, but I'm putting my hand up and looking for sponsees, and I definitely want to give back. Um, the first comment my sponsor made to me is that you're only going to get out of this what you put into it, and I want to put as much into it because I want to get as as much out of my sobriety as I possibly can. And I find that that's extending into my personal life. Uh, I've joined a professional uh, business organization as a volunteer mentor for small businesses. Um, I've volunteered at uh, my local yacht club to, to run the dock during the summer. So it's just giving back as much as I can to get as much out of the organizations and my life as possible. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to tell folks that, that are listening? Maybe um, some inspiration for the newcomer? So absolutely. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I went to my first A meeting when I was 25, and I, I really wish I had uh, gotten hold of this program at that point in my life and not spent the next uh, three decades trying to trying to figure it out on my own. Um, there, the willpower alone won't get you to uh, uh, a sobriety that's meaningful. And so, if you are a newcomer, um, come into the program. Pay attention, keep coming to meetings, uh, get a sponsor, and start to really uh, uh, work the, the steps. Um, and that way you'll get a foundation uh, that you can grow off of. The other thing that I will say to newcomers is uh, don't sit on the sidelines. Uh, I did that for many years. And the analogy that I love is that if you're in, in a pack, stay in the middle of that pack because if you do fall, start to fall, uh, there's going to be a shoulder on your left and your right that you can lean on and you'll be pushed back up. If you're on the sidelines and you start to fall, you could fall right out of that pack. Uh, and it's so important to to listen to uh, the wisdom that are in the rooms. And uh, uh, you, you, there's a lot to identify with um, and, uh, and a lot to grow from. 
Well, John, thank you so much for spending some time with us and sharing your experience, strength, and hope. You're welcome, Mike. Glad to be here with you. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find us online, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Reflection Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. You can read stories of recovery from our community at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Please don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great day.